Bill Simmons hosts the most downloaded sports podcast of all time with a rotating crew of celebrities, athletes, media staples, and a slew of other friends and family members who always happen to be available. Check out the Bill Simmons podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, View its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA, I make calls, I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it, you can work out in it, you can go outside, you can go shopping down in your local wherever, and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. And there's, are there, I saw like three three spider spider men. I suppose it's the plural. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say spider mans. <laughs> spider mans. You can say it on here. That's all three spider mans. You can say spider mans on here. Hi everyone, welcome to Righty's House on Ringer FC. Hope you're all safe and well. Today, we're going to talk about Tammy Abraham's Roma debut. It was brilliant, I was delighted for him. Um, we're going to talk to the Spider-Man trailer because I'm so excited. Um, a little look ahead to Liverpool-Chelsea. I'm going to give out a couple of bunches of flowers. And my guests are the one and only Mr. Ryan Arn and making his debut on Righty's House, Mr. Mayoa Kwaju. How are you, brother? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. It feels Welcome, man. Thanks for having me, man. It feels like, um, you know that family party when you're a young buck and you see that like, all of that, like, you know, people slightly older, you know, having a few bevs. Yes. And it's like, you want to have the conversation with them, but it's like, no, you're too young. You you're know? too young. You're to come in, now, now, you know, I'm 18, you know, you know, pass me over a drink, get it's a Guinness. Um, I'm fully involved now. So yeah, that's no, good to be here. Start with a, a, a lager and lime, bro. Just start with a <laughs> lager and lime. So, Mayo, quickly, before we get going, just let people know the levels they're dealing with when they've got Mayo Quadri <laughs> in and around us. The levels, bro. Oh, man. Um, so, Brandon Editorial for Versus, you know, check mm -hmm. out Amazing Footballing Platform, Podcast Stoppage Time TV. And yeah, I'm probably most of the time on the TL trying not to cause too much trouble with my tweets, mm -hmm. but, you nice. know, just stirring the pot enough, you know. Provider yes, the vibes, sir. master ceremonies. Love, nice. You know, I was going to say before we go into it, because I know that we're going to speak Chelsea because we have to. Can we just rewind to Tammy Abraham's debut for Roma against Fiorentina, please? Because again, it's a game I, I, I wanted, to, I wanted to, um, to watch just to see how we get on. 
just to see how he'd how he how he'd fit into that as somebody as well, guys. Who he hasn't even trained. He didn't even train with the team. Did you see the game? Oh yeah, good game. I t- can I say what I noticed instantly about Tammy and what he's going to do at that team? Obviously, he gave them legs in the way they he was stretching Fiorentina. But it seems to me for somebody who's not um, trained with the team yet and knows the team, the way he was ordering people about and the way he's talking to people and do. Mourinho's had the talk with him. He's had the talk. He's, he's, he's had that talk, right? I'm, and I'm telling you where he said, you are playing. You are the focal point and I want you to lead this team. Tammy played with his chest the other day. He looked like a totally different animal to anything I've seen him do at Chelsea since his youth team days, Mayo. Yeah, do you know what it is for me? You, you know more than anyone, right? That when you play as a centre forward, right? just need a bit of love, a place to call home, right? Mm. And when you go to a team that's that big with a manager, you know, who is that manager, a manager, mm. you know, who when it comes to centre forwards, the track mm-hmm. record is insane. Unbelievable. I mean, I just think back to, you know, the whole Harry Kane, I'm going to make him explode. And my word, did he explode? Like, it was just yeah. crazy what we saw. And yeah. when you go into that environment, I think it's only 23, he's turned 24 what, at the end of the year. And you're going to be the man now. You can just see the difference already. He knows that his time there, he's going to enjoy it. He's going to play football. It's going to be his team. And I feel that what probably happened was with those years at Chelsea where, you know, he was top goal scorer across all comps for two seasons, Mm. he probably still didn't feel like it was his team. Mm. But now Mm. he gets that really, really big opportunity. And and my word, I know I'm probably calling it early, but they've not won a trophy for a long time. I wouldn't be surprised if Jose Mourinho with Tammy front landing does something really special in that league, whether it's a cup mm. or maybe even challenge for the league because, mm. boy, I mean, it's the first game, but I mean, he's getting keepers sent off. He's getting <laughs> assists. It's, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Right. It's what's it called? Um, I think it's that, it's that Mourinho because I was listening to Stadio and when he was talking about Mourinho hasn't got, you know, the guy who, the, the, the guy who's, who's, got, who's coming to school, yeah, man, where's the bully, man? I'm coming to fight him. Where is he? Well, he's gone, bro. He's mm. got no one to, he's just there. He's just there doing it. He's like, who, who's he up against? Who's Mourinho up against? Mourinho can literally start writing what he wants on that blank palette he's got there, bro. He could do whatever he wants. In terms of like players who he yeah, has to remold his stuff for. Yeah, and managers who he's going to argue with. Who's he, what's he, he's, we know he's going to oh, find him and Sarri, Him and Sarri are going to kick off big time. Is it seriously? Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, I think him and Spalletti might have a couple of, rumblings and to be honest I reckon like Simone and Zaghi might have a pop when they play because obviously Jose used to manage Inter so I don't think Max Allegri really cares mm. I'm really intrigued to see how this Roma team plays out because they are they have got some like unbelievable pieces yeah and the thing that you saw with Tammy for example was just how hmm, like Jose Mourinho loves players who have kind of got a grudge or feel like they have something to prove, right? Yeah. And you can already imagine how much Jose's been in his ear this week. Just like... I could feel it. Just like, it's almost like he's radicalising him. Yeah. Just <laughs> the way, literally, literally, Ryan, simply the, the way he played. And when you join, when you go, when you first go to a team, um, you, and like when I went to, to Arsenal from Palace, is that you don't do, you don't point around and, you're doing mm. all the stuff. Because he was even doing Italian hands. You know, I love the most, right? You know, when the first goal's gone in mm. and he's run straight over to the linesman 
Yeah. And he's like, no, you're yeah. given that no. goal. Yes. You're yeah. given it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah he knew That's- he knew that Mkhitaryan wasn't offside. Mm. Yeah. I've watched a lot of him when he was younger because I used to go to a lot of Chelsea games with um, my man Mitchell Thomas, um, who, you know, he had um, Jada Silva there. He used to go and watch them a lot and watch Tammy, watch all those guys when they were younger. And when Tammy played in those teams, I saw him play like he played for Roma. I, I've not seen Tammy. Coming out from where do you mean? And yes. Sort of and spaces. Just literally, he was literally doing everything across the front. It's like you can do anything. And when I watched him at Chelsea, I think the closest he got was the hat trick against Wolves under, under Lampard. Yes. Where, you know, he, he, he's bursting on now and like, yes, Tammy's arrived. Because I think even the start of that season when, he played up at Man United and he was, he played very well. I think he hit the post really random around. And I'm thinking, yes, Tammy's is starting to show that I'm going to dominate all of this up here. I'm going to do all of this. Like what we saw Lukaku do the other day, just literally run the game from the front. As soon as anything, what was going on up the front, anywhere he went, it kind of went towards him. And you could feel that that's the kind of, the kind of um, vibe that Mourinho's given him. That is what you're going to do here. Because I get the impression that Tammy, from a young age, I've always, he's been the leader. He's been the main goal scorer. He's the one they all spoke about. He's, he's got that energy from a young age. And now, this is the first time I've seen him look that confident and look that, here's my, here I am. You're going to take, this is what I'm about. Saying to the linesman, saying to other people, pass the ball through, to, to owning the game. It's this funny is a different you animal. It because... I remember speaking to him a while ago for um, How to Be a Baller series I do. And mm-hmm. um, what was so interesting was when he was detailing sort of his journey through the academy, he was like, he was never, people knew he was good and he believed he was good, but he was never the guy that played age groups above. Him and Fukayo, ironically, who are yeah. both in Italy now, were the last two to get their, their actual scholars. And now they're both in Italy and they're both going to, when we saw what happened with Fukayo, right? He went there and he mm. just was just different class. He just, Instantly. that confidence. Because mm. they know that, you know what, I can make this team my own. And he's only going to get better and better. And he's still developing. Like mm. he's, like you said, right? Like when he was younger, he was this, you know, trick star coming yeah. off the wing, yeah. you know, yeah. very dynamic. Um, his aerial ability is something that can only improve as well. Because yeah. someone with so much physicality and height, you don't see a lot of it, but, I just feel like Jose Mourinho is just going to literally extract so much out of him. And he's going to say, listen, I want to make sure that I beat everyone and you're going to help me do it. And boy, what a club to do that as well. Like mm. Roma is such a historic club. There's so much mm. passion in that city. And just look at the way the fans took to him at the airport yeah. when he arrived. Yeah. The stand yeah. innovation. He's yeah. going to be a fan favourite there. And I just can't wait to see it. And I mean, especially seeing that bromance as well. I mean, the mountain rice bromance is something, but the yeah. Kai and Tammy bromance, oh my word, that is that is something. So just to see that flourish will be nice mm. as well. If you think about it though, like he's walked in there with a Champions League medal. Yes. I, yes. I wonder whether it's there's something to be had where you've come through at a club from a kid and all you really want to be is like their number nine, right? Yep. And the weight that is on your shoulders there is a lot of pressure there. It's a very, very heavy shirt to wear, I think, especially when you've come through a system and you've been given a chance by a club legend and well, I would ever know what it's like, but I, can, I imagine it's quite, it can be quite suffocating. Yeah. And when you get out of that environment and you go to somewhere like Roma and you're welcomed in that way. Liberation. Yeah, exactly. You kind of saw it with Messi going to PSG. He probably didn't want to leave Barca, but that place mm. is so intense, when you, especially when you've been there since a kid. 
like Messi's never had, he probably never thought he would ever have like an unveiling or like a yeah. transfer. Yeah. He unless he went back him. to, unless he just went back to Newell's at the end of his career. So I, I think it's hard to underestimate the impact that that can have on a player when, especially when you grapple with the like, I'm, I'm leaving my boyhood club here. Mm. Do you know what I give him a lot of credit for as well? I mean, right now as well, I think it was the first Premier League fixture. I think it was maybe one game that didn't have a Chelsea Academy graduate in it. It was something ridiculous like that. But what I have to credit, especially Tammy for, is in that period where Chelsea had to use their youth players, mm. what he did has essentially validated what the Academy stands for because... With Mason Mount, it's that sort of position, right, that if there's no output, you can still say, you know, it's good performance. With the striker now, when you're bringing in a young mm-hmm. striker, you're going to be judged by goals. You can have good performances, but if you don't yeah. score goals or put numbers up, it's going to be like, well, you know, he's not doing what he needs to do. Yeah. And he came in and he did it. He got 15 goals, no penalties. And people yeah. can say about the opposition, I don't care. He got yeah. those goals done. Yeah. And when you look at that now, that the, the baseline of that Chelsea team is all youth players. Imagine if yeah. that time on the Lampard went wrong and all those youth players including Tammy didn't achieve what they needed to in that period yeah. it would look totally different and he has to get so much credit for you know what putting numbers on the board leading yeah. that line and breaking that curse as well because my oh my I mean he's a very brave boy to take that number with everything that was said he yes. said no I'm going to do it yeah the way Lukaku has come into Chelsea with the, with the confidence in the chest and a team that is definitely going to play to his strengths only other person I could say that I've seen at Chelsea, and we're not talking Drogba and Jimmy Floyd Asselbank, we're talking about team players that have come in, um, been, been brought in to be their number nine. Diego Costa is the only other striker apart from the way Romelu Lukaku's come in. And I'm thinking he's going to do it. And the way Lukaku's come in, I think Tammy, Tammy had every right to, to try and take that number nine shirt with what he'd done up to that point, man. Like, you're right. But the thing is, I just feel that when you're, when you're Tammy, when you come through the youth team, the target on your back is, is massive in respects of having to do Michael Owen-esque business. We're talking about having to do Wayne Rooney-esque business to stay in that team for the team and the club to just, to just go all in on you like that. Because you, you're always Chelsea uh, and, and the same with a Liverpool and the same with a Man United. They can always get that next guy. You know something? Yes, he's young and he's young, so we could wait. It's not a problem. We can wait and he could come in at another stage. But for Tammy to come in, it was always going to be difficult, no matter what he'd done. And this is why I'm saying for, for Tammy to be there as long as he was there and still, like you mentioned rightly, Mayo, that he, no, no penalties his first season. He got his opportunity. He'd done brilliantly. But you could always feel, you know, at some stage, you know, it's someone's going to come in. You know, we know Timo Werner came in, but you can always feel that Tammy played in a way, and you could see in some of the times the way he played, very nervous, ball bouncing off of him. You know what I mean? You could see the anxiety in him because he's very, he's a very um, expressive player. That's why I think he's going to be brilliant in Italy as well. That's why I'm saying he's doing Italian hands already. <laughs> you know what I mean? But what happened at Chelsea is you can hear the groans when it didn't quite go well at any stage of the game for him. And I yeah. cannot tell you how refreshing it is to know that you're not going to get those groans and you know that the fans love you for what you do. He doesn't have to do anything different now. He's put down his marker how he plays. 
And now that's what the Roma fans will expect. That's what Mourinho will expect. I'm just pleased that he's got that manager in that passionate place at that club at a time where you, who's going to win it there this season? Who's going to win it? You know what I mean? You, you look at what Mourinho is capable of doing, the outlay on Tammy, that's going to be worth it. And what they've seen in that first game is somebody that, yeah. If there was ever a time, we, we, we all know that. I mean, people can have whatever opinion they have on Jose Mourinho. They can say, you know what, there's the honeymoon period and then it goes left. But he loves being the underdog. Mm. And to a certain extent with this team, with, you know, with that city, with everything around it, you know, with the young striker, he has his perfect sort of environment to kind of be like, people don't expect anything from us. We're going to prove them wrong. And all it takes, I mean, the reason why I love that league is all it takes is, you know, a good run of games. And then Mm. you're suddenly in a position where people don't want to play you. Like Jose Mourinho sets up really strong teams, you know, gets gets the goal and then, you know, you're set. Tammy Abraham's going to score a lot of goals in that league. And if he gets his early goals, you know, and they set up shots, Mm. they they might be a very difficult outfit to to get past. I'm feeling you know, that. You know, remember the, the All or Nothing doc when uh, yes. he said a word so bad that they had to replace it with bastards. <laughs> right? Yes. Like, Tammy strikes me as the kind of guy who will not have any problem playing like an absolute bastard if he mm-hmm. wants to. It's a beautiful fit, him. And I think that if, if Mourinho can give him that shield of armour of your plan, mm. so you're going to go to certain places, it's going to be rough for you, but you're fucking playing. Because that is all what Tammy's waiting for now because... You can see what Romelu Lukaku's done. It's kind of going to be the blueprint for certain people. Mm-hmm. You know what? Okay, I'll go to Italy and I'll learn a bit more. I'll do a bit more and I'll come back. Look at Romelu Lukaku. He scored his first goal in his second debut the other day. You know what I mean? He went on loan. It's almost like his destiny to be there. You almost feel like it's the same for Tammy. I think the difference is, is that Tammy's actually put numbers on the, on the board before he's kind of had to move out. Whereas Romelu, didn't get that opportunity, but now he's come back at a time for me in Chelsea's period, in Chelsea's history, where they're just, they're, they're ready to go. I'm not going to lie. They are scary. It's honestly. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, You're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA, I make calls, I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it, you can work out in it, you can go outside, you can go shopping down in your local wherever, and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. Someone sent me the, um, the Spider-Man trailer, No Way Home. And I'm 57, bro. A 57-year-old man surely should not be getting this excited about a fucking film, bro. What are you talking about? You're the target audience. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. Can I, it's not spoilers because it can't be spoilers if it's in the trailer, right? Exactly, right? yeah. It's literally page one. Superhero, never reveal your identity, right? 
And obviously, Mysterio. Was it Mysterio? It was Mysterio. Yeah. How can he do that to Peter Parker, man? Very disappointing, Jake. Jake Gillenhall. Yep. You know what? I'm, I'm so excited about this one because did you watch the multiverse, the cartoon one? I watched that with my girls. No, I haven't seen the, the Spider-Man. Cartoon one. Oh my gosh, you've got to watch the Spider-Man multiverse. There's a lot of Marvel the stuff on there, all right? There's, so, there's like, there's about four or five different universes. And, and even in this one, this, this new Spider-Man, because he goes to Doctor Strange and we see him go Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange kind of does the spell to try and mm-hmm. get everybody to fit. And then it kind of messes up the whole universe. It's amazing. I can't wait to see how it comes. I can't wait to see how it works itself out. It's like when I was younger watching Back to the Future. Oh no, what's he going to do now? He's gone. If he touches himself, it's going to go weird and then the world's going to explode. I cannot wait to see how this Spider-Man works itself out. Oh, man. I like the dabbling with the multiverse though because it's all Honestly. like after Loki, isn't it? It's all opening it up for Kang. Yes. And there's, I, there, I and saw like three, three spider, Spider-Men, I suppose it's the plural. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Spider-Mans. Spider-Mans. You can say you on can here. That's that not three Spider-Mans. You can say Spider-Mans on here. <laughs> and uh, it was like, whoa, there's one, one who's absolutely jacked. Like, mm-hmm. it's opening, it's all opening the door for Kang, isn't it? But I'll tell you what, oh. as an Arsenal fan at the moment, I oh would gosh. love a multiverse. Oh God! I would I'd love, love to know that we're. In, I'd, I'd love to know. I'd love to know, Ryan, that we're actually. Oh, I knew it. We're not in the right world. Do you this know? Is the, do you know the wrong world? Do you know what? Like you know, at the end of Loki, where Kang was just like, "You think I'm evil?" Yeah. Like Edu or Vinai are there, being like, "You think we're bad? <laughs> Wait, do you meet our variants? You should see our variants <laughs> the in the multiverse somewhere in the universe. Arsenal <laughs> are doing everything what we're we're, we're dreaming of them to do, yep. and this is." This is the variant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Doctor Strange playing left wing. And he's like, he's given the team talk before and he's like, I've given 15 million outcomes before the Champions League final and only one of them do we win. And Aubameyang cuts inside. He's one on one with the keeper and someone's free on the left-hand side. He turns around and Steve Strange just goes, one. One. <laughs> it's excellent. I love that. I love that. Do you know what made me laugh the most about that trailer, right? It was um, seeing Doctor Strange in these tracksuit bottoms and it gave oh me this gosh. whole thing of, you know, when managers, you know, typically kind of go for, you know, the, the usual sort of, you know, suit look and then they go, yeah. one next picture is like, you know what, I'm just going to take a relaxed approach as a home game. It's that like, reminded me of like Steve Bruce with like the new store sort of like tracksuit. And it's like, what is, this is not right. No. Can you like... No, but, but mate, <laughs> did you see, did you see Ralph Hasenhut of this? That was somebody who says... That's it, bro. He's been teasing yeah. it out pretty This season. is me. You know, the waistcoat on, waistcoat off. R- Ronnie Sullivan drip. I liked it. Honestly, man, it was like, I'm thinking to myself, yes, Ralph, look yeah. at look at the amount of like column inches I saw just on Scott Parker, bro. Scott Parker and Fulham and when they weren't playing bad, people talking about, Ryan was on about his tie. Ryan was talking about his, I thought he looked pretty smart, but then. Just a tie clip. A few centimeters. It was too a high. tie clip. The tie clip's too high. I did like the Gile and Blazer though. The Gile yeah. and Blazer was very continental sort of, you know. Nice. I, know. I, struggle, nice. I struggle with the ethics yeah. of Gile. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, the point, the point I was making was, <laughs> what I was making was, is that it can, some, it can totally take away from what you're doing because people are starting to worry about what you're wearing and look, oh, if he weren't wearing that, we'd wear it. But can I just say, when I saw R- Roberto Mancini could literally wear anything. Yeah, that was the And it doesn't matter. Standard. And it doesn't matter. You know, people are not saying, well, if he, look at, look how he's dressed. They have a lot of these teams. Roberto Mancini in the Euros, 
even when he, he took his jacket off and he just had his shirt, trousers and his shoes on, he looked amazing. Yep. I wrote a piece for The Ringer after when Nagelsmann dropped the suit in the Champions League. Oh God, what suit? And he's, he had previous as well. And it was actually like the psychology involved in the managerial gap. And this was like, when, when, when was that semi-final? Last June? July? Yeah, 2020? The problem is now that whenever anything drip related comes up on the managerial side, I just get tagged in it all the time. <laughs> New role for you, man- managerial drip consultant. I just, I, well, the thing is, it was like there is a psychology there, I think. I think it can. There's something. There's something. Graham Potter, for example, even Graham Potter mentioned I like it around beard. Christmas time. Yeah, but I, I like even his beard. Like yeah. even now, you know, even, he did mention it, maybe the way I'm dressed. But because yeah. there was a definite change in Graham Potter, wasn't He ditched the tracksuit. Yeah. And literally, I was keeping tabs on Brighton's form <laughs> post tracksuit. And it was off. It was like otherworldly. But even now, even I, even looking at, looking at him, see, doing an interview, even with his beard. I know this is this is ridiculous. Right, you could maybe chop, chop whatever you want out. What are you talking about? This is gold. This is prime he's, content, yeah. <laughs> Graham Potter's beard is beautiful. It's not as, it's not as beautiful and as shiny and as, gliss, as glistening as Thierry Henry's was. <laughs> and there's no beard that is as beautiful as Thierry's beard. It had, it was glistening. There was, yeah. It was like when the was, light touched it, it glistened. Right, it was, it was glistening. It was glistening. It was glistening. It was glistening. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Um, A player that I can only dream of is getting flowers this week um, because he's somebody that, again, he's teased towards us. He's somebody that, you know, Pepe knows very well. He's somebody that apparently supports Arsenal. I've seen him in an Don't Arsenal Don't do shirt. it to yourself. What are you doing? Apparently Again, supports Arsenal. He had Eves, Arsenal bed covers. It's, it's Arsenal it. bed covers. Yves do Bissouma at Brighton, for me, is, he's, he's sensational, right? He's sensational. Again, you watched him this week and he's, he's numbers. You know, what, 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 he had eight ball recoveries, you know, two take-ons, you know, five out of six tackles, was it? In, five interceptions and assists for the goal. You watch, watch his highlights, right? He's an exceptional six, an exceptional eight, and, and it, he's an exceptional 10. He does all of those roles in a game. And I'm watching him, and I remember watching him at Lille, because I remember he was number 21. 
And I remember just watching a couple of games and he's, he's does something in all those games. He is absolutely brilliant. I, and I feel that he is, he's tailor-made for Liverpool. Where oh. they want, what they wanted for, what they wanted for Naby Keita is exactly what Basuma can do for Liverpool. If they get him, it goes oh again for word. me with Liverpool. Oh if they can word. go and get him, it goes again for Liverpool. Don't give him the idea. No, 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 no. If, no, Mayo, I'm not joking. When you watch him and you look at Liverpool's midfield, you look at most midfields. It's a match made in heaven. A, yeah. It, and, and the fact is, there's not a lot of players doing what he does. What I saw him do at Lille, what I see him do at Brighton, what he's doing on a weekly basis now, because his problem was obviously earlier on was consistency. Yeah. Now, against all of them, if he plays against City, Chelsea, United, any of, any of the teams, top teams, he stands out. That says to me, he's ready to go again. Yeah. What I love about him is, you know, in a world where, you know, you have deep playing playmaker, attacking mid, wing midfielder, you mm-hmm. know, auxiliary centre mid, you know, um, attacking fullback centre mid. He's just <laughs> a proper central midfielder. midfielder. He does everything. Does everything. Proper. Proper, proper, proper centre mid. He just the youngest member done. of the crew going all old school. Back I when just, midfielders were midfielders. I just <laughs> love it. It's, it's none of these sort of, you know, um, positions in italics. He just does it so well. He does, does all of them. A few seasons ago, was it, um, was that, um, who was he playing next to with Brighton? Is it Azante? Or that was kind of, he did the more sort of defensive role. Mm-hmm. And then Basuma was kind of free to do more, you know, go a bit more well, progressive. Yeah. But what I love about him is that he can beat the press. He's progressive. He gets stuck in and he just, he makes football look so cool as well. Yeah, like he does beautiful. the simple stuff, but it just looks yeah. so in, like, enjoyable. And I've, and I've tried to scratch my head and think to myself, why has no one bought him yet? He's mm-hmm. 24, he's primed, his contract runs out in 2023. And I thought to myself, maybe the only reason people are not going in now is because mm-hmm. AFCON comes in, you know, at the turn of the year. And they're probably thinking, if I buy him and then he has to leave for a month, it's annoying. It's so, Mali. He's at Mali, isn't he? He's Mali, Mali, yeah. Is Mali involved? Mali yeah, yeah, involved, Mali involved. Mm. So it wouldn't surprise me if someone goes with a bid in January once he's back and it's like, okay, you know what? You're back, you're safe and sound. You're not going to be disturbed. We need this push. You're not cop-tied for, you know, for any sort of European competitions. Yeah. Let's go. But he's, he's got to get flowers. such a good player. That's, so, I think the fact that like his... his um, contract is up in 2023 as well I think that's what Mm -hmm. people are keeping an eye on because at the moment with the market Mm. he'd be he'd just cost way too much money yeah but for him to stay at Brighton from now for so what we're talking 18 months so he's gonna have to go through that that season of wanting him to sign he's not going to sign he's going to go for free Um, you hope that doesn't affect him and the way he plays you would like to think it wouldn't simply because he plays such a combative style of football that he, he's one of those that I, I see like how Suarez plays and how people like that. They, they play how they play every week, regardless of what's going on. They play exactly. And I think he's that, that same kind of player. He's somebody, if he could run his contract down, like Arsene Wenger said all those years ago, that's what we'll see players mm. do more and more. If he runs his contract down, everybody's coming. Everybody, I'm talking everybody. It's not like you know they wouldn't. He wouldn't suit them because when you watch the way Bissouma plays, he could fit into any midfield, especially in this country, in Italy, in Spain, anywhere in France and PSG. He could fit into any midfield. So him for free is ridiculous for somebody. 
what what makes it even greater for me is with the brand of football that's played at Brighton, you look at him and you go, oh, so he can do that then. That's fantastic. Mm. Like it's, the proof of concept is there. Yeah. Yeah. You know it works. So you just take him and you can put him anywhere else and you, go, you know that he's going to, you know, the quality is even going to be better wherever you put it. And so he's got that exciting. kind of... He's got kind of, um, he's got that kind of, for me, uh, that kind of responsible player where if he was playing in a Liverpool or a Man United, he he would say, yeah, all right, I'll do the six. I'll play, I'll play six. But if there's an opportunity, like we see, we see Fred getting forward and scoring the other day on McTominay, I'll get forward and do that. But if you want me to be the six and break it up and give it to Paul, but yeah, I'll do that. I'll give it to Bruno. Yeah, I'll do that. No problem. I mean, Man United is, is a perfect fit for him in the Premier League. I think so. And it's a, it's a position so. they're crying out for. I mean, personally... The thing about it, it is, he, they should have went all out. Yeah, but he could go to someone like Barcelona and fit in. Easy. Busquets was... He was so good in the Euros. That was down to a lot of the time, I think, him... The balance between him, Pedri and Koke. But I think, like, Busquets isn't getting any younger. And, like, a, a midfield of, like, Izbasuma, Frankie Diong and Pedri is, like... It's like a Barca midfield for six, seven years. Mm. And it's not like, and he can, and the thing is, he can play like, because <clears throat> Frankie Diong is quite defensively sound as well. Like he's played, he's had stints at centre back. Like that's a pretty balanced midfield, I think. Massively balanced, um, beautiful, beautiful balance. Speaking of Spain, though, can I throw out another bunch of flowers to someone? Go on, then, yeah, Eric Lamella. How's he doing? How's he doing? He is the face of the franchise, right? He is the face of that he's franchise. Three goals wow. in his first two La Liga games for Sevilla, and it took forty-eight games for him to score three league goals for Spurs. Jeez. Sevilla are a very, very sneaky shout for the title this year, I think. I think there's genuinely, I said it on Stadio, there's a wow. four, I think there's a four team. We've got the potential for a, a genuine four team title race in La Liga this wow. year. Wow. Um, they're top. They won, they beat Getafe on Monday night and they're, they're top ahead of uh, Atleti on goal difference. So yeah, I just wanted you know, to shout. I, I, like, can... I, like, I like that signing. I like the signing, but like, you know, being the ex-Tottenham and there's, a, there's always... Well, that's what I thought me, I you know, should pe- give it. Not you. Yeah, you give it. If you give him, give him some that's a bit old. They're old flowers and they're just on their way out. Just see a little bit of ruffleness on the edges of the flowers. And he's not there give anymore, isn't it? So it's fine. Yeah, those I mean, players you're allowed to... It's true. It's not... true. Give him some... Yeah, but I still give him a, a couple of days old flowers. I'm not giving him great flowers. <laughs> Nothing fresh. You know, you know no, it's, I can't have Arsenal doing what they're doing and, and giving flowers to ex-Tottenham players who are going, well, going somewhere. I'll do and the flowers. You give him the flowers. I'll, give him, I'll say they're from Musa. <laughs> <laughs> all right so what are we all looking forward to this week easy easy especially coming off of our lukaku um feasted on mari is it is um, it dortmund hoffenheim not as much as obviously liverpool chelsea guys liverpool chelsea is come at a, st- a stage of the season where you can almost say it's never too early because those two camps will know how important it is with confidence or the points obviously the points are vitally important but to get one on get one over on the other team this it doesn't matter when these teams play that's why people say yeah it's a bit early it's not too early this is a brilliant matchup it's a brilliant matchup because when you look at the way Liverpool have started and Jurgen Klopp saying listen we're just easing in you know Norwich I'm not looking to play unbelievable football we're just putting down markers we just want to continue to progress and then they've got Chelsea who have come out of the blocks they come out the box flying and they are looking to say, we're, we're in it this season. We're in it to win it. So I, I, I love this game. I really do feel that like this is going to be an awesome game. 
So I thought you were going to put your head for the little bit. What, what do you mean? <laughs> I love this game. <laughs> no. I was okay. like, don't get the raw chicken out right. Don't no, no, no. Oh, oh my God. God. I was like, is everything I've learned about handling raw poultry a lie? <laughs> or like, what is this? Well, go on, my story. Just no, I was going to say, I, I really love the subplots of this game. I mean, you've mm. got sort of the two German managers that are going head to head. And... Tilko comes across as this sort of man that has like the list of all of his enemies above his bedroom, <laughs> trying to strike them off one by one. And I know it probably really annoyed him that Liverpool did finish above us last season, even though it was, you know, it was down to Chelsea's undoing. I know it really pissed him off. So for this game, it's a big one. Uh, of course, VVD Lukaku is, is the big mm. one. But for me, it's just the story behind it. I mean, this is, you know, Lukaku come into the league trying to prove that he's one of the best centre forwards in the world. Mm -hmm. He's going to try and make sure that anything that Kane does, he does better. It's VVD coming back from injury, trying to make sure that, okay, you guys forgot about me because Ruben mm -hmm. Diaz did a great season. I'm here to show you that I'm the best centre back in yeah. the world. So for both of them, this sort of matchup, this sort of, you know, heavyweight champion the of the world contender of fight is yeah. really, really big because whoever gets the win here, it just makes that, perception of the player look a bit different if vvd gets the you know the better hand it's like okay oh he still is at the best of his game yeah if lukaku wins it's that oh he's just you know made he's you know done really good against arsenal done the drug bomb out and then he's you know he's finished one of the best defenders in the world so it's really important and even it's like if you look at the right backs trent reese james mm. that sort yes. of you know bidding yeah. to be the the england right back is it's still continuing right so mm. there's just so many subplots and it's a game i remember the goal score i remember being so pissed off about that i remember Babel scoring from about 40 yards that like it's such a high caliber game typically mm. so hopefully it continues to be that yeah i think i think the um the lukaku lukaku virgil van dyke um that matchup, I, I think for both of them will be now. It's like, it's like when I remember when Patrick Vieira was getting ready to, when we were getting played to, ready to play Man United, you could see that Patrick Vieira's all, all his, um, his, all his energy from the time that game finishes, we go training on the Monday, we know that we got United on the Saturday, everything about him in training has changed. He's sharper, he's quicker, he's more in people's faces because he knows what's coming. I think that what's happening with this game, what's going to happen with, Lukaku and Virgil van Dijk is that, like Virgil said himself, I've got massive tests to come. You know what I mean? The twisting, of the, the twisting, the turning, what I've got to do. And for him to have Lukaku at this stage of the season, this early in the season, when he hasn't really been tested yet, for him, if he goes through that and he does really well, then I think we get, we get Virgil van Dijk back, the, the one what we missed for the whole season, because he will know in himself, yes, I'm ready. My knee's ready. I'm, I'm ready to go. It's just how, how many games and how they manage me now. And if Lukaku can put in a performance, even if he does half as much against Virgil van Dijk and what we saw him do to, to Pablo Mari, if he does half as much, scores a goal, links to play, the, then he himself will be thinking, yes, I'm back. There's so much on it for both of them at this stage of the season that it, it cannot, even if it finishes nil-nil, there's, there's something to watch in this game. There's something to get from this game, from them two. I think it could be a real classic, to be honest. Mm. Two ex-Dortmund boys in the dugouts. Well, actually, both ex-Mines as well. You know, very similar careers, trajectories. I wonder, I mean, it's a big game to drop him in on as a debut, but I do wonder whether Ibrahim Kanate might come in 
Wow. Because I wonder whether he's probably a little bit more equipped to deal or help Van Dyke deal with the Lukaku problem. Mm. I, but that's a, but then just saying that out loud makes me feel a little bit, I think it might be too soon still. I mean, Matip started all the, both games of the season already. So why break up? Yeah. And the thing is, it wouldn't be a massive problem for Liverpool if he doesn't, if he, if he mm. like does stuff to, to Matip. But for the new signing to get that, on his on his debut, baptism it of would, fire. Yeah, it would it wouldn't be Might good be for me. No. Yeah, but like, can I just say with Kanati though, right? Mm. So can I? Say, I remember watching him and Upa Meccano when at Leipzig, and it might have been was it at Man United? I don't know where I, where I saw them play. He was like head and shoulders above him. He was the, he was the original one, man. Oh he was, God, yeah. he's he's it so was the good. injuries, right? Yeah, it was, it was the injuries. injuries. It, really, it really reminds him. me a little bit of the Fofana Saliba mm. when those conversations were happening. The comparison of the two centre halves, it, it it reminds me of that situation where one was getting a lot of praise, but it was like the partners equally as as yeah. good. And yeah. it's very it's so funny how these teams that are like challenger brands, as as I call them, really have really good centre back partnerships that are quite young. They do really well to do that. Of course, they don't have to sell them on, but it's funny. But in terms of this game, I I think with Matip, the interesting thing with I, I call Van Dyke the jockey master because. I mean, everyone has their own way of defending, but what I see from him a lot is he will tend to, you know, jockey back and try and make mm-hmm. the centre forward make a decision and make therefore mistake, then yeah. intercept. Unless the mm-hmm. ball's coming in with pace, then he'll come quickly and come from behind. And I guess with Lukaku, it's a smart play because as you, you know, as you coined, you know, bun, bun, use of the bunda, bundanomics. Bunda. He's going to yes. back in and, you know, try and hold up play. So if you, if you jockey off, you can see what's happening in front of you. What I worry with though is the movement of everyone else. Is this a game where Timo Werner comes in? Mm. So you might be trying to occupy in, you know, Lukaku, but that pacing behind, is Van Dijk going to be able to turn Especially around? Leaving that space what Reese James is going, if he's going to play like he did the other day, Timo Werner t- blasting into those holes. Werner's so unselfish. And th- I think this is what makes the Lukaku sign is so interesting for me, is that like, it still leaves a space for Werner in that side. And we said it on Stadio yeah. that how like, you know, Pulisic being out with COVID and Musa was saying about like Lukaku's signing might make a few players in that Chelsea squad kind of be like, but actually uh, Tuchel has already demonstrated at Chelsea that he likes to use a lot of the squad for different games. Like Trevor Chalobah mm. getting dropped for the game against Arsenal was just like totally undeserved, but he just felt like I think maybe Aspilicueta Aspilicueta's experience in there might have been good against a quite a young Arsenal front line and also I think he just knew that he could like Chelsea could keep Arsenal at arm's arm's length you you know do you think Shalabar I think it wouldn't surprise me guys if if Shalabar plays against Liverpool yeah because I think just him having the legs over Aspilicueta against that front three at at Liverpool makes loads of sense because they will they will torch you especially with Diego Jota in there as well like kind of yeah like I think I just I think this could be a real like I really hope both teams go for it because yeah the if they do beautiful. especially with a full Anfield oh god yeah geez. first full you know big 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 game there mm. um it's gonna be fun man yeah man what do you think we don't do predictions do we I predict that it will be a good game <laughs> <laughs> I needed Musa man with a massively I needed three straight Champions Leagues three straight Champions Leagues. That's what the signing of the Kaku is. It's three straight, three straight Champions League. <laughs> He's 
just a massive hot take. It's a fucking like he's a walking hot sun. take. It's like, do you know what I feel like doing Stadio? Have you ever did you watch yeah. Chernobyl the series? Like the yes, guy there yeah, like, so just keeps yes. cutting to me, and I'm just like trying to keep the reactor like. <laughs> Oh, you know something? I just wish, honestly, I'm going to put it in the, I'm going to say, Musa, Musa, who wins this game? I'm going to put it in there. What do you think, May? I think we take it. I think you Chelsea think so? take it. I think Chelsea take it. I think what I'm worried about is with Liverpool, this will be a challenge of our win-back system because they, they are relentless. Oh my word. They're like mosquitoes. They just keep going. You try and oh, slap God. them back and they just keep coming forward. And they're going to try and pin the wingbacks back, which is why I think the Chalaba point is is so important because ultimately you're going to need support on that side if you're getting pinned back. But I think it's going to be really important about how we break away. I think what I want to see, Jorginho's sort of heel turn is that WWE-esque right now. Like he's just turned into this guy like, you know, I want people to hate me and I'm just going to continue <laughs> to show that I'm one yeah. of the best in the world. But yeah. one thing that I think this game could have, especially for him, is his range of passing. And he, he's great metronome. He keeps it ticking. And you've got Havertz who kind of like, you know, is a ghost and finds spaces. Yeah. But when Jorginho finds his range and kind of puts those balls into the channels or kind of, you know, does those threaded passes, it can be a very, very, very long, long game. And I think that with our midfield against Liverpool's is where we could potentially win that game. And can I say something as well, which, which um, he didn't even start against us, was the Kante. Oh, my word. I forgot about it. I forgot. I forgot about. You don't forget Kante. about Kante. He didn't even fucking start. The- <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jesus! And then Talk when he us. came on, he was you know he spent most of the time you know in the attacking box. Did like this lovely one turn that it came to him, and he on the yeah, back of his foot. Back, can, oh, can I say it's it's unfair, right? In this multiverse, what, what this Arsenal playing in, that when you are not creating you are able to fucking bring Kante on against us. We're not creating. You don't need to bring up, you don't need to bring that sauce to us. You don't need to give us that slap in the face. Oh, what's this? You Tuna like we'll bring on Hakim Ziyech. Yeah, good one. <laughs> Why don't you just fuck off? <laughs> um, I think the start of the season has been magnificent. And you know something else I said, I think I said it in the first part. I said, you know something? I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get sad and down and anything about stuff. I'm going to be like, yeah, okay. That's happened. Yeah. Brent, Brentford happened. Um, Chelsea happened. West Brom. West Brom, whatever happens with West Brom. But the fact is, I'm going to, like like what you see the players do, I'm just going to, instead of putting on Instagram a, a picture of me in action like this on the pod, I'm just going to say it here. We go again. You know, it wasn't great. Wasn't a great result, but we go again. <laughs> Listen, you know what? 108 points to play for. When you're the league, on, man. man. When you're the league, Come 108 on, points. Exactly. The league's on. Nice one, Ryan. On that note. On that note. You know what? I'm going to leave on that note. The league is there to be won. Guys, I'm going to have to leave. You're going to have to go. All right. I love you. Love you too. Love you too. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> love you too, right? But like, I'll speak to you soon. Mike. Thanks for coming on. I'm so pleased you're here, bro. Thanks for having me, you. man. It's going to be, you know something, having you with this season, with this season with Chelsea being like whatever they're going to be, it's going to be exciting having you on. And at least, me, at least I've got Rye. Maybe. I've got Rye to get me through this. Things are going well in our multiverse. So, um. Yeah, Jeanette as well. Jeanette, <laughs> when she's not 
Oh my gallivanting gosh, around the world on elite level. levels. Trotting. <laughs> I know. But guys, take it easy. I love you. Thanks for coming in. See you. Take care. Okay, thank you very much to my main man, Ryan Hunt, and making his debut, fantastic debut, Mayawa Quadri. Um, listen, guys, take it easy, whatever you're doing. Be strong with what you're doing. I read something that was beautiful the other day. What was it? It was something. Somebody said, failure is the fog from which we glimpse triumph. And I said, I'm going to say that on the podcast. So be strong with everything you're doing and never give up like me with Arsenal. See you next week. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.